Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, on today's news wrap-up, we're going to be breaking down at least a pinch of salt version of what's happening with Bioshock 4. And Take-Two CEO has been teasing a mid-gen refresh for the next-gen consoles. And also, we know what's not going to be at PlayStation Showcase next week, but we'll get to that stuff in due time, because this stuff is the juiciest uh, the juiciest piece of news surrounding Bioshock 4, um, even though the person that is leaking it hilariously called Oops Leaks over on Twitter and they're yet to be you know sort of verified over time they've made a lot of different predictions about the industry not that many of them have came true yet um, but this is a talking point nonetheless and it started to be written up by various websites and it's a worthwhile talking point regardless as to the state of the next main Bioshock game um, so according to the leaker Oops Leaks um, they said that Bioshock 4 is in development hell and there's a whole bunch of tweets where they break down various things that are going on with the project they also say this will be my last time talking about the game however if you get really granular about the things that they are saying you know they're actually having to wipe out on the development side and things that aren't going to be coming true they are largely the things that the oops leaks account broke in the first place anyway so them just sort of stepping back and going none of this is actually happening right kind of works in their favor anyway but again it's a fun enough talking point um so what the game currently is called bioshock isolation and apparently it was rebooted for the fourth time last summer um oops leaks mentioned that the uh, project has had a ton of contract work they're always rotating staff in and out of the project there's not that much consistency to it overall um, and it doesn't seem to be that much of a defined idea of what bioshock 4 is um the setting has changed quite a lot um apparently this like i said it's on its fourth version now and i'll break down some other ones um as we go but the game is being drastically rewritten right now even though according to take they still want to release the game in their 2025 financial window, which is the same as GTA 6. We covered this yesterday. Um, this is assumedly then coming between April of next year, 2024, yeah. and April 2025. Um, so we'll see how that actually goes. The last thing that's worth um, just quoting here to quote the Oops League's account is that the narrative team has faced the biggest challenges as they have been unable to write a script worthy of a renowned franchise over the years. And this has been a key factor of the reboot. Now I'll break down some locations, uh, some versions of the game in a bit, but gives your thoughts, mate. Scott, a Bioshock game in development hell. What is this? <laughs> I've never heard this before. 2013. Um, you know, like, yuck, yuck. obviously take these uh, leaks with a, with a pinch, if not a bag of salt. Yes. But the idea that this game is in trouble wouldn't be news to me. We first no. heard rumblings that it was in development. Actually, it was confirmed by Jason Schreier that it was in development five years ago at this point. So it's clear without having seen anything since then, with the only official announcement being take to confirming that it's in development in some form and that Cloud Chamber is on it. Mm -hmm. The fact that we've seen nothing and heard no real substantial updates from the team internally, to me, suggests that something is going on, that they're having <laughs> difficulties along the way. And mm -hmm. some of the stuff you're about to get into in terms 
terms of specific settings has been leaked before, yep. especially this concept of the Twin City thing that we're going to get into. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how much of this is going to be true, but the idea that they're having trouble with Bioshock doesn't s scream false to me. No. Something's going on because it's been a long, long time since that game started. For it's sure. also weird. It's, like, ironic because also Ken Levine, who obviously masterminded Bioshock or helped mastermind Bioshock back in the day, um, his new game, Judas, with his new team, uh, Cloud Ghost Games, whatever the hell they're called, uh, Ghost Story Games, that game's also apparently going through development hell. They're right. based on an old Bloomberg report in regards to the direction that game's taking. Um, but for Bioshock particularly, um, Oops Leaks breaks down the various other versions of the game that have existed so far across the last, now, six years. Um, the game apparently started with developers Certain Affinity back in 2017. Um, that was the Parkside version of the game. That okay. one wasn't detailed very much. Um, that then turned into developers Cloud Chamber taking over um, between 2017 and 2019, which is where the Twin Cities idea came from. This being based on the idea of literally two cities that war with each other vertically um, on top of each other. Almost like Final Fantasy VII set. Really Wait, cool, I like. I, I like the oh, idea of that. I hope that happens. Apparently, um, yeah, inspired by A Tale of Two Cities, the book by someone I forgot because I barely read. Um, but at the same time... Charles um, Dickens, I think. Maybe Charles... I don't know. I'm not... If it's not in Dredge, I'm not reading <laughs> text. So. But either way, um, that was the version that started to leak more where there were a bunch of different plot points. That was when Trier sort of started mentioning it. Um, the idea that the next Bioshock was going to be A Tale of Two Cities inspired tale. However, in 2019, um, between 2019 and summer 2022, they pivoted all together into an Antarctic city setting. Um, so I don't know whether they just froze one of the two cities, mm. um, but the Antarctic city direction was what the game was in until summer last year. Um, and where we are right now, it's been rebooted again, but we don't know what that is. But apparently yeah. that's the setting they're sticking with um, because the game's been drastically rewritten again and they're aiming for a release date in uh, 2025, or well, between April 2025 and 2025. The, the thing that makes me question the validity of the latter the part of this report in yeah. particular is that, like you said, we just covered yesterday about Take-Two announcing that they want to make $8 billion next year and they have a bunch of games in development that they want to um, that, that they want to help them hit that target. Obviously, one of them sounds like it's going to be GTA 6, mm. but if Bioshock is in this much of a disarray, I don't know why they would kind of come out and publicly say that they have other things in the fire that are big, like a Bioshock game that could help them hit that number. Obviously, it was Phil Spencer. Yeah, I suppose. I hey. suppose. Obviously, they didn't name drop Bioshock in particular, but that's mm. one of the only games that we know they have in development right now that isn't just their annual releases and isn't GTA. Like, the other stuff we can speculate about, you know, a new Borderlands game, for instance, mm. but... Bioshock's the only other one that I can remember, at least, that they've actually officially announced. They yes. haven't officially announced a new Mafia or anything like that, so it makes me think that they were factoring this in, which again makes me kind of question what's going on. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Strel Selnick, uh, Take-Two Strel Selnick, said that Bioshock was an important franchise to them going forward, so it seems like overall, but again... It's one of those things where, as Redfall, Phil Spencer, the Xbox model kind of, you know, proved or illuminated to a lot of people, people at the very top might not be plugged into exactly what's happening at the bottom with the direct turnaround of games themselves. Um, and he's just saying, we've got a Bioshock in development. That's cool. True. You, and then who knows what even state this thing's in. You mentioned Phil Spencer, like, kind of doing something similar. Like, yeah. hey, hey, Halo Infinite is definitely coming. <laughs> Redfall can't wait for it. And then walking in with the pizzas, like, the night before it's supposed to launch, like, everything's <laughs> all right, guys. And Halo Infinite's on fire. They have to delay it. Yeah, that is a good point out like that, skeletons. that definitely definitely could happen it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, in terms of Bioshock 4, I feel like the future of the Bioshock franchise for the longest time was tied to Ken Levine. However, over the years, I feel like Bioshock 2 has you know gained its fans. It always had its fans, but I feel like that game gets talked to more positively now than it ever did back in the day. And so that was a, a Bioshock sequel that Ken Levine didn't have anything to do with. I think he maybe was attached as a producer credit or something. Not sure. Um, but overall, um, you know, you mentioned development hell for Bioshock before. Bioshock Infinite started development in 2006, and it took them six years to get that thing turned around just because of how back and forth that game was. Um, well, but yeah. even the first Bioshock, if I recall correctly mm. from playing the remastered remastered edition, which had a bunch of like director's commentary and behind-the-scenes stuff, like yes. that game went through many iterations awesome, as well. I'm, I'm even, like, bro, quote me on this, because yes. I'm pretty sure that game's initial concept also concerned an Antarctic-style city, which obviously has come back up again here. Like, yes. that was one of the concepts. I'm pretty, pretty certain on that. There was, so like, some botanical thing as well, yeah, like some yeah, jungle yeah. setting, like some sort of, like, super-secret lab type thing. Um, Lots of different um, variations is what I'm trying to get to. Like, it took them a while to settle on Rapture yes. uh, before they got to that point. And the same with Infinite. Like, you obviously look at a bunch of the pre-release trailers for that game and it's kind of, 
hinting at radically different gameplay and a radically mm. different story than what we get. Obviously, the basics are the same with Columbia and Elizabeth and whatnot, but the actual granular details of the story seem like they were being rewritten up until the last um, moment. Yeah, which is ironic because it feels like this is happening all over again with a completely different team as, like I said before, Levine's other project, which the one that he should have learned all the lessons from, yeah. is in itself taking forever to be turned around, the game called Judas. Um, next story down is Take-Two Strauss Zelnick, um, who's in the news a lot at the minute with GTA 6 stuff and the Take-Two financial mm. reports and everything else. Um, he was asked about mid-gen consoles, the idea of a PlayStation 5 Pro, the idea of an Xbox Series or whatever, Xbox Series Y or something, um, coming soon. And does he think that's going to be happening soon in regards to how it might impact the rollout of all these different games that we're talking about? Um, and he said that in regards to the PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X, they did not affect business very much. <laughs> um, he does think that we probably will see the system soon, though. So it's, it's worth talking about that, again, as a, just as a general talking point. I don't think anybody wants a mid-gen system at this point. I'm uh, maybe one of the only people in the entire universe who bought a PlayStation 4 Pro. I and did too. And I, I X loved well. getting that machine. I right. thought it was incredible. It was exactly what I wanted at that time. Mm. But in the current generation that we're in now, I don't want a mid-fresh. I don't want a mid-fresh. Mid I don't want it anytime soon. Because, <laughs> Scott, we're about to come up on the three-year anniversary of the current generation of consoles, which would put us about halfway through, if I recall correctly. The last generation lasted seven years, so we're, we're nearly halfway through. So a mid-gen refresh would be due either at the end of this year, but most likely the end of next year. However, it's too soon. These it, consoles yeah, have only just become readily available this year. It feels like they're just getting into the swing of things now yep. um, in terms of developers fully you know, engaging with the power of the machines and actually releasing exclusive first-party games and third-party games and after, you know, releasing a bunch of cross-gen titles. I just think it's too soon for this. Though it seems like it's happening based on these comments and um, Tom Henderson uh, did another report uh, a few uh, days ago, if not a week ago, on Insider Gaming saying that it's 100% happening. So I guess this is something that's 100% happening. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, there's a the whole thing that's been doing the rounds again from Insider Gaming as to another version of the PlayStation 5 that would have a, re a removable disk drive so they can sell you the digital one lock you down to the 70 pound price points etc and um, which keep an eye on what culture gaming we're going to do a video breaking down just how successful or unsuccessful these 70 pound price point or 70 dollar price point has been across the board because it ain't doing very well um in terms of uh, incentivizing people to buy more games and um, but that'll be in another video but yeah i feel like overall they want to get on the digital storefronts they want to make sure you're paying those full prices um, and one of the ways they're going to try and ensure that is by giving you a, a removable uh, disc drive version of the playstation 5 and give you the digital one as standard overall though like you said the fact that we're at the halfway mark is sickening for it one is. thing um, but also in terms of the games themselves so few are next gen specific even if we go with games that have just been released that are listed as PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS exclusive like Jedi Survivor that game doesn't feel next gen to me it's still loading it's still kind of buggy it's still really glitchy thankfully five patches in there's a stable frame rate um, I played it last night, like midnight, the new patch came out, and thankfully I can finally play it now. Thank God. So that's nice, um, but I don't feel like we're getting games that are polished that much more, that have, uh, you know, incredible level design and loading times removed and whatever. Like Jedi Survivor still has the squeeze stuff. That's what I'm pointing to. If you make me a game without squeezes, then I'll call it the next gen. He kills me, this guy does, because I, I would say this I'm year is when the... <laughs> <laughs> this year for me is when like the next gen has properly kicked off in earnest. We got right. some next gen exclusive games when the machines launched. I really loved playing through Demon's Souls, for instance. That was a really great game. Returnal is one of my favorite games of the generation so far. Sure. But this year with the likes of Dead Space, with um, Jedi Survivor, with upcoming titles like Marvel's Spider-Man 2, mm -hmm. Starfield, what have you, 
Um, I really enjoyed those titles. To me, despite the technical limitations, Jedi Survivor, for my money, does feel like a next-gen game. Okay. And there have been a bunch of times where I've kind of just stopped and marveled at how dense the environments are and how like, like the fast it is. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> don't talk to me. I don't want to. I don't want to badmouth Tears of the Kingdom, but that thing looks like it's running on my Nokia like brick phone from 2001. <laughs> no, I don't want to be cynical today. I want to be. I want to be optimistic. But the point is, yes. I'm. I'm very optimistic for next-gen games this year and I think it's already gotten off to a good enough start but it does feel like year one almost which is kind of dumb to say considering these machines have been out nearly three years at this point no I think that's the thing is I do think that's massively fair I think that when we compare it to the previous generation we didn't have a pandemic back then we no. didn't have to take two years out of all of our lives all of these different development cycles and turnarounds and rhythms to life that we all had in motion to wait for things to resume I almost feel like if we all sort of all shook hands at the same time we could agree it has moved time back two years <laughs> I would love that. And just, so just, just, just call this 2020 or something. Please. Just go from March 2020 oh. before it really kicked in. Because, yeah, we keep having all these issues that crop up. We have, keep having all these weird reference points for time itself. And everything just feels like it's getting there. Yeah. But at the same time, um, yeah, we have to make all these comparisons to previous generations that because of the pandemic, it does knock everything out of whack quite considerably. Um, but you can let us know what you think down in the comments below about things like that. Also, and this isn't the end of the video. It's not. Um, please subscribe to keep up with daily news videos. We do these as much as we can. We keep Try. up with as much as we can possibly that's not even barely a sentence it is as much as we possibly can it's um, next gen sentence and speaking of <laughs> speaking of that um, the last news story is Jeff Grubb known insider works for Giant Bomb you know dude does the Games Mess podcast um, does various things in regards to insider information for the industry um, said the PlayStation's upcoming PlayStation Showcase which is happening next week on the 24th Wednesday if that is the 24th whatever the Wednesday is yes. um, he said the two games that won't be at the showcase are Ghost of Tsushima 2 and Dragon Age Dreadwolf now I didn't expect to see Dreadwolf no. at all even though you know it's been mentioned for quite some years I just don't have any faith in Bungie at this point but you know I want to Bioware, Bioware. maybe not even Bungie maybe not even too. I don't know um, but still Ghost of Tsushima 2 feels like one of the most anticipated games that would be there in terms of the Sony first party stuff yeah. so maybe it's just not ready to show yet that would be surprising mm. if I had to bet on anything being the closer for this showcase it would have been Ghost of Tsushima 2 you know it's been three years since that game launched mm -hmm. and I know they did some post-release uh, multiplayer DLC so they might not have gotten onto the sequel straight away mm -hmm. but I thought they would drop at least a kind of title like they did with God of War Ragnarok well what became God of War Ragnarok where they said like Ragnarok is coming yes and gave us a date. I thought they might do something similar with Ghost of Tsushima, even if they didn't have a gameplay demo or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, Jeff Grubb, I'm surprised. <laughs> Colour me surprised. Um, yeah, this is one just to hand off down into the comments and just let us know what you think of the, you know, the PlayStation Showcase in general. What do you think of the £70 price point stuff with Take-Two and all the kind of future things with Bioshock, etc. And also, check this video out. We'll put something here that's nice and interesting. I guarantee it. Thank you all very much for watching. Thank you all very much for subscribing. Uh, I've been Scott from Oculture.com. I've been Josh from Oculture.com. I'll catch you very soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.